0: We're recording this at 10:20 a.m. on October 8th, 2022. So, by the time you hear this, for some reason the Sharks and Predators have two regular season games under their belt, and yet the rest of the league is still doing preseason. Welcome to the Battle of Alberta podcast, the hockey show where 50% of the hosts didn't watch any of the preseason because, well, it's preseason. I'm Stuart Jones, the Oilers fan, who admittedly did not watch any of the preseason games and with me is Darren Plett, the Flames fan Darren how much of the preseason did you have your eyes glued to the screen
1: oh eyes glued to the screen that's an important (laughs) qualifier because I would say I saw you know if you're saying how many games I watched it was three games but how many minutes I actually paid attention it was probably also about 3 minutes that i was actually <laughs> looking at the screen so i had the games on but uh, i didn't i didn't do much actual watching so you know that's that's about how far i got with preseason this year because yeah it's um it's preseason hockey and to add to that it's flames preseason hockey so i'm <laughs> not particularly interested in watching that brand of sport
0: yeah it's funny like preseason i always like don't really care about. I'm not really going to watch it. But at the same time, whenever like the regular season is about to start, I always look back at the record like, oh, wow, we did well in this preseason game <laughs> and a couple of these. Pre- like, But it doesn't really matter because no. it means nothing. Like most of the rosters, just um, a bunch of college kids and a couple others. But
1: what always gives me hope or, I guess, you know, makes me feel better about preseason is that the good teams always do horribly. Like, I, I think Tampa is winless in the preseason right now, and they generally are. So, it, you know, that just shows you and like the Seattle is undefeated or something. So I think that just shows you how much stock you can put into preseason.
0: I would like to point out that the Oilers beat Seattle five to three yesterday in preseason. So Seattle is not undefeated in the preseason. I don't know what that point is proving based on your previous (laughs) argument, but I would like to point it out
1: anyway. Yeah, well, you're just fact checking me to make sure people can trust us. That's what that's what the point is. It's good. Yes, you
0: can totally trust us,
1: dear listener. Yeah, well, speaking of that, I mean, we did promise last episode that, uh, That we would feature some cereal puns if people sent them in, some hockey player cereal puns. And I'm pleased to report we did get a couple um, and they're very, very good. So before I completely forget about it, I'm going to shout them out here Uh, from uh, our listener Dawson. He texted me um, his cereal pun name ideas were Lucci Charms, (laughs) which is a mouthful in more than one way, but I very, very well done. And rice Crosby's and not just rice Crosby's, but rice Crosby's with Malk in it with Malk in it, uh, with milk uh, in it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And also uh, our friend Bryce, this, this is pretty good because I know Bryce listens to our podcast, but he doesn't watch hockey and he doesn't <laughs> really like know that much about hockey admit like he, he will admit that for sure. But he, listens to our podcast because he likes us, I presume. I guess. That's the only reason you could possibly stomach that. (laughs) Yeah. And he also likes puns. So without any real knowledge about hockey player names, he did research on hockey (laughs) player names to make sure that he could come up with puns. And (laughs) he managed to come up with Lucky Charas, which is pretty good. And my personal favorite... Drys crispies for <laughs> Leon Dreisaitl, which I had been trying to find one for an Oilers player and I couldn't come up with any. And Bryce, who doesn't watch hockey and doesn't know many players' names, hit it out of the park with Drys Crispies. So props to Bryce. That is very impressive. Uh, I enjoyed getting those texts. Those were fun.
0: Yes, well done. Thank you both Dawson and Bryce. We
1: appreciate it very very excellent. Um but moving on, we do have some games to predict. Uh I don't think we're going to really go over the preseason cuz obviously we didn't watch much of it and it doesn't matter and we've said that. So
0: Well, um, there is one thing oh. I would
1: like to bring up
0: about the preseason. Okay. This is uh to All of the people throughout Canada that reached out to me for an opinion on the Jake Furtanen signing a PTO with the Oilers, of which there were a few people who reached out to me, not like, you know, press people or anything like that, but a few people reached out. They all asked me, oh, what's your opinion? Bet you're really annoyed by this, yada, yada, yada. Every single one of them, my response is, it's a PTO. It's not going to amount to anything. As of yesterday, the Edmonton Oilers have released Jake Furtanen from the PTO. So for all those people who were wondering, there you go. It did not amount to anything. (laughs) That's pretty much all I have to
1: say. Okay. Yeah, we can probably leave it there so we don't waste time on it. It is just weird that they signed him because he's not... If you sign someone with a history off the ice of... Mm -hmm. Like, I'm not even going to go into it because I... No, I looked it up before this, so I will probably say things wrong. But with a, you know, with a history off the ice and maybe someone you don't want on your team, usually you would sign them to a PTO and ignore that if they were a good hockey player. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even consider. He's not a good hockey player. Like he hasn't done anything on the hockey side, anything. So I don't know. It was weird all around. But you're right. It was a. It was a tryout. He probably wasn't going to stick around. Very, very low chance. And he's gone now. So, yeah,
0: you know. basically the only reason they brought him in is uh, the NHL requires every team to play a certain number of veterans in the preseason. So that way people unlike us are mildly interested I guess <laughs> doesn't seem to work for us but that's the <laughs> idea behind it so yeah, everyone you know
1: gets out of their seat for Jake for yeah,
0: right yeah exactly <laughs> so you know they they sign a couple of these people who are you know technically considered veterans who've um, so that you know they can pay them you know a couple of hot dogs per game so that they don't <laughs> have to waste McDavid's energy too many times in the preseason I, I whether or not McDavid actually played throughout the preseason I guess i don't know i'm sure he played a few but yeah that's the idea behind most of these ptos it's just to sort of fill those veteran slots in the roster and like i said didn't see it going anywhere and sure enough it it didn't
1: the best thing to come out of it was that i saw a tweet that said it was from like a, a fake edmonton oilers account and it said would you rather have jake vertanen on an nhl team in the preseason where we can keep an eye on him or would you rather have him out in the public doing god knows what that's right you're welcome <laughs> so <laughs> wow <Fair okay>. point. <laughs> all, right, all right moving Steve. on <laughs> yeah do you want to attempt to predict without having watched any preseason and with probably not even knowing most of the people on our roster, on the rosters of the flames and Oilers, do you want to predict how they're going to do in the month of October this season?
0: Well, let's see. Uh, I've totally prepared for this and (laughs) I am not at all looking at the schedule as I slowly get out words uh looks like we've got about nine games two battle of alberta's in the month of october that'll be fun
1: wow Um, sadly that is half of the battle of alberta's in the entire year so that's not ideal well yeah let's talk about uh, getting rid of that early yeah just get it out of the way we wouldn't want to see many of those
0: Right. Yeah. It looks like the, then there's like December and I guess a fourth one in there somewhere. I, <laughs> who knows where that one's buried, but um, yeah. So anyways, I think, you know, of the, the matchups I'm seeing uh, obviously the flames noise, I think those are going to be good games, just as the playoffs were, even though the flames is a very different team, uh, sort of top line speaking anyways. Um, you know, we've got some Blackhawks in there from what I remember of them last year was pretty sad. <laughs> Buffalo, from what I remember of them over the past
1: 10, 15 years has been pretty
0: sad.
1: Um, but yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. I'm not saying you're wrong. It's just a little harsh. Yeah, well, you know, I feel like as an Oilers fan, I'm allowed to make
0: fun of teams that have been bad for a really long time, right? You need someone to make fun of, that's true. Right? we got to find that one team that's been (laughs) bad for just as long. Um, But that being said, you know, the Blues are always a hard team. Um, I I can't say I've paid too much attention in the offseason to how some of these teams have changed, so I'm definitely thinking more about how they were last year hurricanes are always good vancouver is on their way up still penguins you know as much as they seem to be on the decline you can never write them off just yet so it's gonna be a tough first month for the oilers um i think they're probably gonna stick around 500 honestly
1: all right. Well, they have they have nine games in October. Can I so, get... I, so I can't actually
0: say five hundred. Is that no, what you are no. saying? We
1: do accurate predictions. <laughs> you are trying to get out of the consequences, whatever they might be. I need an accurate prediction.
0: All right. So out of nine games, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. I'll say they're going to win five. Go five and four, slightly over five hundred.
1: Okay. Okay. Um, I basically only am going to go off of past indications because who knows what's going to happen this year and for the Oilers I I remember them having a really hot start to the year last year um it seems like the Oilers really come out of the gates hard and then kind of fall off like the, the media cycle at the beginning is always crowning the Oilers Stanley cup champions in the first month and they're <laughs> unbeatable. And Connor McDavid already has like 83 points in October. So I'm going to go with Edmonton going. Hmm. Um, oh, six or seven, seven seems a little optimistic. I'm going to do six and three. I think they'll All come right. up pretty hot. Cause they, they seem to do that a lot. And on the flip side, of that the oil (laughs) pardon me the flames have seven games and the flames you would think would know how to come out hot given their name but they just face plant every year every when i say every year i'm not exaggerating it is every single year they have like the worst streak of home opening losses in professional North American sports history or something stupid like that. So they're (laughs) going to lose because they're playing the Avalanche in the first game. Like there's... Well, they might win that because it's the Flames and so you like 100% expect them to lose so they might win. I don't know. But either way, (laughs) I expect them to lose and I expect them to get out of the gate slow not only because they're just the Calgary Flames and that's what they do, but also because they have added like three huge new pieces to their roster and I think it's going to take some time to get that sorted out the bit of preseason that I did watch looked a little disjointed which I think is to be expected for a lot of reasons um so I think it'll take some time to mesh so out of seven games uh and The lineup being pretty difficult. I mean, two games against the Oilers, Golden Knights, Avalanche, Hurricanes, Penguins. That's not a very easy lineup of teams. Um, I'm optimistic for the Flames for the season, but not so much to start right out of the gate. So I'll give them, uh, I think I'll give them two and five. I think we'll be really aching in the first month for the Flames.
0: Yeah, I essentially agree with uh, everything you said about the Flames. They obviously have a terrible record for starting the season um, and home openers. And yeah, let's just throw in the returning Stanley Cup champs as your first opponent. <laughs>
1: Thank that you. doesn't
0: look like a great game for the Flames. Um, yeah, the Flames do... <laughs> Do tend to surprise, um, but yeah, I I don't know about that one for sure. Um, that being said, you only think two of the whole month of October, hey? Eh?
1: I mean, I I'm just being pessimistic. It'll probably be better, but I mean, I don't expect it to be. Yeah,
0: honestly, I'm looking. I I see a Seattle game, but that's not till November. So I had a glimmer of hope for the Flames there. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I I really can't. I I can't beat that. I, I have to go with two as well. Sorry, Flames. Which I think means we have some sort of tiebreaker system, don't we? We have to say, like, how many of those five are OT losses, I believe, is what we've done in the past.
1: Oh, that is correct. Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Good call. Well, yeah, that's good. I, hmm, the losses to the Oilers are going to be absolute blowouts and we will probably fold the franchise. <laughs> Uh I'm going to give them two overtime losses out of those okay. five. Just out of curiosity, who do you think that's coming from? Uh the Golden Knights for sure and the Penguins.
0: Uh, uh I'm gonna because I can't also give them two otherwise we're gonna have to come up with a new tiebreaker <laughs> rule uh I'm just gonna say one overtime loss I think a lot of these games are not gonna be that close but I do think um, one of those flames Oilers games might actually be an oT game we saw it in the playoffs and it wrecked all of our heart
1: health that's true yeah every, it's be every eight, single it's be one eight, of them.
0: Yeah, probably.
1: So, yeah, that's what I'm going with. Battle of Alberta overtime loss. I love it. Now it is time for sellies and scorns. And I'm going to lead off with my scorn to get it out of the way because it's annoying me and I'm hearing about it multiple times every day. And I'm sure a lot of other people are as well because it's just dominating the news And that, of course, is Hockey Canada being the dumbest organization uh, currently. Um, I don't want to get like really deep into it because I think people understand what's happening. And I'm not the news source you should be listening to about it. But I do want to just poke fun at them in my own way because that sounds fun. And because yesterday they were dropped by a bunch of their sponsored companies and one of the companies that dropped them was Canadian Tire which is huge for a lot of reasons because i think they're one of the biggest sponsors of hockey canada and you know it's 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 pretty it's a pretty big thing but what cracked me up about that is that canadian tire dropped hockey canada and in their statement they said hockey canada continues to resist meaningful change in their organization and if Canadian Tire is calling you out for resisting change, then that ought to be really embarrassing because I don't know about you guys, but every time I go into Canadian Tire, it seems like it was built in 1970 and it's (laughs) completely overstuffed with junk that nobody wants and you're scared walking through the aisles because things are going to fall on you. And if that's the company that's telling you you are resisting meaningful change... I think you might want to take a long look in the mirror, Hockey Canada, because this is Canadian tire talking. I realize there's probably nice Canadian tire stores out there, but it feels like the ones I visit, I'm instantly teleported back in time and I fear for my life and I don't know where anything is. And this is the organization telling you that you need to smarten up. So, yeah. (laughs) My score is for Hockey Canada, obviously, on so many levels, but, I mean, you've hit rock bottom if you're getting called out by Canadian Tire and Tim Hortons. So, uh, yeah, do better, Hockey Canada.
0: Yeah, um, for my score, honestly, just to keep it simple to, like, emphasize how much we both hate what's going on. I'm also scoring Hockey Canada. I'm not going to give it really any more time than you've already given it because that's... Does the opposite of what we're trying to accomplish? We're, but yeah, we're we're double scoring hockey Canada today. The mm-hmm. only the only thing I'd change about what you said is instead of telling them to clean up, I'm just going to say just go away. We'll we'll just start a new thing. <laughs> yeah, like Trudeau said, start Canada hockey. <laughs> yeah. So, like, I feel like that's just a better approach here. Let's just burn this to the ground and start new. So, yeah, uh, totally agree. We're double scoring in Hockey Canada today.
1: That's okay. I changed like now. You know you've hit rock bottom when you're getting double scored by the Battle of Alberta podcast, <laughs> right? You've done it now. Uh, how about a how about a sally, dude? Do you have a sally ready to rumble?
0: I I do have a sally. My sally is for John Tortorella for Ooh. being John Tortorella. Oh, that's, he's very good at that. <laughs> He is, right? <laughs> and I'm not saying that I necessarily agree with everything he says. I don't think I necessarily agree with everything he does. But he is so good at being John Tortorella that I have to sell him being John Tortorella. And the reason I'm selling him this particular episode is his uh, his plan for dealing with uh, the Flyers this year is, he said, they'll be spoon-feeding information to the players through the week. And then he added later that athletes these days have the attention span of an amoeba. (laughs) So (laughs) again, I don't necessarily agree with his leadership style to essentially, you know, be the head coach and then say your players like have already forgotten that you started this sentence. Like not exactly the most inspiring and uh, respectful (laughs) way to deal with those under you. But again, John Tortorella just, being John Tortorella being entertaining so I gotta sell him for at least that
1: yeah yeah that's a great selly if you want premium entertainment this season I think Philadelphia is going to be the place to get it because they've got a wildly assembled team that makes no sense and they put the cherry on top by hiring John Tortorella as their coach it's going to be awesome we're gonna we're gonna mine a lot of content out of that I think and it's going to be hilarious I'm definitely hoping so. Oh, yeah. Uh, my celly is a little out of left field, but I stumbled across this, and I, it made me so happy. If uh, The people who know me know that I like naming sports teams weird things, or <laughs> at least fun things. I hate the boring names. Like... You know, Cleveland Indians, yeah, they needed to rename their team, but the Guardians, like, that's, ugh, that's boring. I can't even remember what it is half the time. Same with Washington Commanders. Like, come on, you you had so many better options sitting right there, like Red Hogs, that people wanted, and you went with Commanders? It's just so blah, but... My spirits were lifted today when I saw that the ECHL is welcoming its new franchise this season, the Savannah Ghost Pirates. Um, Wow. I I am a Ghost Pirate fan for life now. (laughs) Uh, I urge you to look up their jerseys because they are fantastic. If anyone wants to buy me a Savannah Ghost Pirate jersey, I would wear it so often because they look amazing. The logo is amazing. I am... All for it. And to make matters even better, the Savannah Ghost Pirates' first ECHL matchup is against the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. Wow. This is, I mean, this is what I want sports to be. We take sports way too seriously. We're like, we need to have regional history and, like, ties to the community with the name and all that. Who cares? Call your team the Swamp Rabbits, people. That makes me way more attached to them than the Guardians. Like I Ghost Pirates? Are you kidding me? I want to I want to go live in Savannah, Georgia just so I can go to Ghost Pirates games and watch them. It's This is the way to draw at least people like me, I guess. I don't know how many other people are down for this sort of thing, but I love I love ridiculous names. It just totally makes me more attached to a team than just something super generic. Um, I say as a Flames fan, but you know, that was that was sort of predetermined. But I'm totally down with the Ghost Pirates and Swamp Rabbits, and I I want more of that from sports teams. So that's my celly for this episode.
0: And I would just like to point out that any team called the Swamp Rabbits is probably more like geographically honestly accurate than any other sort of team where you try to pick some like noble creature that you know okay i guess that's tangentially related to your city if you're going with swamp rabbits you know what's up and you're being honest about it (laughs) like
1: the detroit lions is far too majestic for detroit right right like they need detroit pistons is a lot better But Mm -hmm. they need, like, Detroit degenerate pavement or, you know, something like that. (laughs) Detroit crumbling downtown. That's, you know, that's just off the top of my head, so they're terrible. But you get the idea. it's way more representative of the city. Exactly. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Battle of Alberta podcast once again. You can find previous episodes on anywhere you listen to podcasts as well as www.thebattleofalbertapodcast.com. We will be doing more episodes throughout the season, probably on a not very fixed schedule. So stay tuned and keep checking in to see when episodes come out. And as always, thank you so much for watching. We really appreciate it and we'll see you in the next episode.